you for joining the Tangent Talk. And today's episode is hot off the press. Ildris, I'm going to punt to you to kind of set it up for us. And <laughs> um, Tioff and myself, Luna Ma, will weigh in. If you will, Ildris, tee it up for us. Tell us about this. Can I say late breaking? Was this just getting hot on Twitter today? Yeah, it's, it's circulating over the weekend, I would say. But I think it's being most talked about today. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, just to make a long story short, basically, there is a fairly new, new as in, I believe, March or April of this year, Black-owned restaurant in Dallas, Texas, by the name of True Kitchen. So there's a video circulating of the owner of said restaurant pretty badly scolding his patrons, the people they're eating, about him not wanting them basically to be dancing, specifically dancing on the furniture that is in the restaurant. And I think for the sake of time and not to belabor the point, you would have to watch the video to get the details. But that pretty much is the gist of it. So thank you for that, Helbra. And so I think we've all seen the video. I saw it tee off, saw it and... um I think we are going to um, just dissect it now. So let me just ask Tioff, what did you get from watching the video? I didn't get a whole lot. Um, the audio wasn't that clear for me. I just, you know, got where he said the type of establishment he was trying to have. And I got to the part where he was telling people that, you know, they needed to got leave it. Mm -hmm. if they didn't like what okay. he was saying. Okay, yeah. so you said you saw when he was saying to leave. And that's that's the part that I watched as well was pretty much um, him, the owner. And I, I don't know if, if we should share his name, but since it's public, you know, I'm going to refer to him as Mr. Kelly, mm -hmm. uh, the entrepreneur, the restaurant owner, that he was, as Tioff mentioned, asking not all patrons but the ones who presumably were being unruly, he was asking them to leave. Is mm -hmm. that appropriate after meals have been served, after I, I presume maybe even checks hadn't been settled up yet? Is it appropriate to ask patrons to leave or should they be given an opportunity to correct behavior? What I found in situations like that, where you are at the point where you are asking a patron to leave, you have already given them the opportunity to correct mm. their behavior and they hadn't. And at least in my experience, that is what we've had to do. We'll call security once. After the second time, it's like, you know, we got to call security again. You, you have to leave. And what the video doesn't show, it doesn't because I did my own right. research and got the full story. And what the video that is circulating at the moment didn't show where they had actually stood up on the furniture and leaned up against the window with their hands on the windows and bent over and started twerking on his furniture. And I know what it's like to have to tell right. patrons to get off the furniture or have drunk patrons get in my face like they want to square off with me and I got to buck up and like I'm going to square off with them and call security. But like I said, when it typically when it's escalated to that point, you've already warned them and the warning was not heated. And from the information that I've read, that's what happened with Mr. Kelly. He he had given them the opportunity to correct their behavior. He asked right. them, I believe he said he asked them twice to stop. Right. And they didn't. So what I think Tioff is asserting is that when you're in that line of work and you feel in some sense, threatened by patrons, then you do have to ask them to leave, whether it's using the support of security or bumping it up to actually calling officers out. At the end of the day, no one wants to feel like his or her life is in danger. 
And we all know that patrons who are enjoying libations <laughs> and, you know, hopped up on God knows what else, because sometimes let's just face it, people go out mm. to socialize and they have come to the establishment sometimes already hopped up on other things, mm -hmm. right? To keep the party going. So um, talk to me, Helbra, about what your thoughts were. I know we had off air talked about, is this possibly an example of classism? Is this perhaps an example of African-American restaurant owner being a little too familiar with his patrons? And by too familiar, I mean the language that was used as Tioff and I shared. We both watched the <laughs> video and we both got that Mr. Kelly had asked a group of patrons to leave. Mm. Was there a better way to communicate that? And that's why I'm using the language. He was perhaps a little too familiar. My question would be, would he have spoken to non-African-American patrons in that manner? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I, I have a few thoughts on, you know, how he addressed them. First of all, I agree with him. I feel he was in the right. I just don't like the tirade. I think the tirade, I don't want to say classism, but there is a specific part in his tirade that I think brings out some patriarchy, specifically the one that Black men hold over Black women. Mm. Um, Talk about it. Yeah, when he gets to a part where he's like, how can I... 75% of the crowd are Black women, and how can I right. tell... Black men to respect Black women <laughs> and Black women are disrespecting themselves. I think he, that part of his tirade is where we need to be careful. Understood. Because, now, yeah. you've piqued my interest. Mm -hmm. So you said that part of the tirade is where we need to be careful. So. Are you suggesting that careful because he is coming down, you know, in a, in a strict fashion to the women? Or tell just, us a little bit more. I want to tease that out. I mean, just from... You and Tioff being the strong, intelligent Black women that you are and the Black women that I'm around on an everyday basis are all strong and intelligent. And when you as a Black man are addressing them in a way to where even if, it, if, it's, if it's twerking, we have to be careful on saying how we feel a Black woman should act is how she should act, mm -hmm. even if he okay. was in the right or not received. And I heard Tiaf said, hmm, <laughs> that universal, mm -hmm. I recognize something in that statement. So what what was it that you recognized in what Helbrush just shared, Tiaf, when you said, hmm? Yeah, I tend to agree with what Ildris was saying in that regard, because as Black women in the community and the way he spoke to those patrons or the patrons in general, it was a level of familiarity. And I do feel with African-Americans, we do have this type of relationship to each other, even if we don't know each other, that we can right. speak to each other a certain kind of way. I just right. think that's something that's a part of our culture. Mm -hmm. But as far as Ildris's point, I, I don't agree with the behavior, but at the same time, there is a policing of Black women's behavior where we are held to a certain standard that Black men are not, that we have to be more ladylike, or we can't do this, can't do that, or our value is immediately uh, predicated upon how we behave. So I'm on the fence about the behavior, but I definitely understand exactly what Ildris is talking about, and I agree with him on that. Great. Well, so that's a great point in which we can now welcome the one and only Darquan. So uh, thanks for joining us. We want to hear from you, Darquan. Well, yeah, my, my two cents. 
So it, it just reminds me of a song someone I used to work with made where he said that, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, we only do things like this to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if I ask them to uh, get down off the furniture and stop that sort of behavior politely a few times, I'm then left with a few choices, right? right? I can take the professional approach and call the police. And as a black man, I'm loath to call the police on other people of color because of what has been going on in this country for you know 600 years. So yeah, we don't want to call the police on each other, but I just asked you nicely a couple of times and you still won't get down off the furniture. So I'm, you know, if I, I would get upset and I would take it personally because I've already personally shown you respect when you already chose to disrespect me. You know, and as I mentioned before, we often act as if we have complete lack of self-awareness. But the truth of the matter is, is that we know that that sort of behavior is inappropriate. Do it we almost, though, Dark One? Do we really yeah, know it's inappropriate? But we don't. Yes, yes, we absolutely do. And again, I grew up in the hood. So I've watched this for decades, right? When people do things like this, they absolutely know it's inappropriate, which is why they take on the charge to do it. Because they want to show you how wild they can be. Wow. You know? So yeah, it's it's like a badge of honor. I'm capable of doing whatever I want, wherever I want. But generally speaking, we're only going to do it when we are around each other, when we are in each other's establishments or other people of color's establishments. You know, so we've seen people in the hood do things like this in, let's say, the Asian people's store. Or we see videos of people walking around Walmart doing all sorts of madness. You know right. what I mean? But yeah, we, we know that it's inappropriate, which is why they try to do it. That's so, a very interesting perspective. Yeah. So you said it best. It's it's that idea of I'm doing something that's, in essence, deviant behavior, and I'm doing it as perhaps a rite of passage to show off in front of my friends that I'm bad enough. You know, what, what does Jay-Z say? I'm big enough to do it. Oh, y'all not ready for the rap style. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, Dark One has a very interesting perspective, and I wonder what Tioff and Helber are thinking in that vein, because I shared, hey, look, we've had a tough year. No one can deny that. There have been some highs. There have been some lows. But this time of the year is a festive time of year. So while I wouldn't personally work in a public establishment, I can see, you know, and I'd love to know what the demographic is beyond race in terms of age. I could see young people, you know, 20 or so, 20 year olds or so getting, you know, jazz there. Maybe they have some alcohol, some spirits that has them um, on 10 where they normally would be at five. Maybe the DJ was really playing those, you know, as the Jamaican massive said, big tunes and you know, you know how some Jamaicans are, you know, we're going to bang on the wall and carry on. Is that considered deviant behavior or are we just expressing pride for hearing good music? Talk to us, Helper. What are you hearing in this? Yeah, I'm, I'm still leaning on the side of kind of what Dark One just said. Still, every establishment, every place, there's certain things meant for certain places. Right. It's a time and a place for everything, you know. But just going back to my point, you know, I just feel I just have the only problem I have is how you address them. What would you have done? And and I don't mean that in a challenging way. I'm I'm just having we're having creative dialogue. Let's put yourself. You're now Mr. Kelly Helper, and, and you're the you know you're the youngest of this panel. So maybe they're patrons, you know, who are your contemporaries, right? They're maybe in their late twenties, early thirties. How would you address it if we just were being creative and putting ourselves in his shoes? And I'm going to go around the panel and ask, how would you have addressed this group of people? I would have said everything he said, except without the profanity. 
Mm-hmm. And then when he goes into, you know, it was just corny. Uh, well, how can I tell black men to respect? <laughs> like what? Like that was just, you know, his, you know, misogynoir and patriarchy coming out of him, I believe, in that point. Mm. That had nothing to do with the situation. Kind of misplaced. That, that wasn't his place. Right, right. I do think that particular line was misplaced. So let me go now to tee off. Put yourself in Mr. Kelly's shoes. And by the way, you're not allowed to have any weapons. Well, I have been in Mr. Kelly's shoes. How would you address the crowd? Well, I have been in Mr. Kelly's shoes, but because I have been in those situations and establishments that I don't own, of course, I can't curse at people. And I would not have in those instances, but I have been in those instances and I have gone to management above me. Like if if you all aren't going to do anything about this, I'm going to do something about this. I've told management, you all need to get these people mm. the hell up out of here and they, they need to go. But to circle back just for a quick second, when we talked about how familiar we tend to be with each other as a people and how he spoke to them. But on the flip side of that, they were too familiar and thinking that they could behave that way in the establishment mm. and he wouldn't have a problem with it. Absolutely. So that familiarity works both ways because I don't care twerking or not. Like, how are you raised? You don't stand up on anybody's furniture anywhere. Like, how are you right. raised? You don't do that. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, respect that was broken, trust that was broken. And Dark Juan's earlier comment about this idea that you're well aware (laughs) that you're doing something wrong and you do it anyway, because, you know, we could debate all night long about twerking. Is that considered (laughs) appropriate or not appropriate? But we all know that standing on furniture isn't, period. And so very good point. I want to come to Darquan and get his thoughts on what he would do if he was Mr. Kelly. But I also want to throw something in here because you guys know I have that controversial uh, edge to me. What if Mr. Kelly, who I understand from Helbra, is a member of a fraternity? What if he had his fraternity brothers come in and start doing a form of stepping? Would that have been considered appropriate? But before we go there, Dark Juan, talk to us about Mr. Kelly. If you were Mr. Kelly, and then we'll do a round robin on what if Mr. Kelly's frat brothers came in and did a step routine? Would that have been appropriate? But before you weigh in, what would you have done if the hat was on your head? You were Mr. Kelly. It would not have been much different. Okay. (laughs) Noted. So so, uh, what you mentioned uh, uh, is putting ourselves in his shoes. And so I read his, the more detailed description of what happened that he wrote. And he spoke about how when the woman put her hands on the glass, he began to think about safety concerns and prospective lawsuits if she was harmed. So. Um, we have to take into account the liability that he that went through his mind, or at least that he described uh, he was thinking about when that happened. Because certainly if she fell and got hurt, she would try to hold him liable for that. So right. to prevent that from happening, and if she even if she fell off the chair, she could have gotten harmed. So owners are liable for things like this when people get injured in their establishment. And so it's not just... Exactly that potential, but then also the potential damage that's done if people begin to think that that establishment is a place where people are twerking on the furniture. So he also (laughs) mentioned that he owned the building. So he he went and bought a building, got whatever licenses he needed to get, did tons of work to create that establishment and to have people come in there and disrespect it to the extent that they were disrespecting because that's what it is. We won't say it's disrespect when you first get up on the table and begin twerking. But when you are asked politely to stop doing that twice right. 
and do not do it, you are then disrespecting him. And now, so if I'm going to put myself into his shoes, you're not going to disrespect me in a place where I put all that effort into creating. That's yeah. well said, Dark One. And just like, again, like the liability issue, it, it's true. Because again, in my line of work, for example, in one of our food service areas, that's exclusive for certain people. They come in there mm. barefoot and they would get upset and angry with me when I would tell them, you cannot come in here. And these are not, I mean, sometimes it's not even quote unquote our people. And I would have to tell them, you cannot come in here without shoes on. And they would be like literally offended. I don't understand why I can't just come in and grab my breakfast. And to calm them down, I would have to tell them, well, it's a liability. We break glass in mm. here. Silverware gets dropped. Glasses get broken all the time. If someone drops their glass or drops their fork Jeez. and you step <laughs> on it, that's a liability for us. And you, you'll be injured. So if you could please go back to your room and get your shoes and it got to the point. I got special slippers to keep in there. Tell you what, if you don't feel like going all the way back to your room to get your shoes here, I have some slippers here for you, but I need you to have something on your feet because this is a liability. But people don't think that far ahead, like Darquan says, they just want to do what they want to do. You bring up a good point, uh, Tioff, in talking about the concessions you make for patrons who you know, at some point, someone's going to break the dress code rule and not come in there with shoes on. Is it possible, and this is for the entire panel, is it possible that there should have been a station, an area for folks to dance? Maybe in stepping on the furniture, it was a way to make space for the dance routine. Should there have been a space in the restaurant? There was a DJ. <laughs> should there have been an area allocated for dancing? This is for the panel. Well, that's up to him and the type of establishment that he wants to have, because I've been in restaurants where there's music and there's no dance floor. And I've been in restaurants where after dinner time, they turn it into a club. So it really, it's really a matter of the type of establishment he's trying to have. If he doesn't want it to turn into a dance club, then that's his right. Or, you know, if he wants to have certain days, there's dancing. But if that's not the business model that he has, then he doesn't have to put in a dance floor if that's not what Do you he's think he complicates matters then? And, and tee off, this is for you and others. Do you think it complicates matters then that he had that DJ? Should there have been a, a, a DJ in a restaurant where oh. I, I get the impression that Mr. Kelly wants his restaurant to be a part of the upscale restaurant conglomerate. So is having a live DJ who presumably was playing music that was, if this is a word, twerkable, twerkable music. Um, I have never seen a woman twerk <laughs> to, to Beethoven, but hey, stranger things have happened. Should that DJ have been there? This is for T-Off and the, and the other panelists. Again, because I work in that business, we have music playing all throughout different common areas and or we have TVs going. I'm not, and I've never been into any type of restaurant that doesn't have some type of music playing, whether it's a live music, a DJ, or just music being piped mm -hmm. in overhead. I, I think it's common sense that you don't stand on furniture and start dancing. I don't care if it's live music or not. You you don't do that. I think it was it's an assumption that people just wouldn't right. do that. No, I, I I would agree, gentlemen. What are your thoughts? Was it was it problematic having that DJ? No, I think these people are these people. Are, yeah, those people <laughs> um, are are an anomaly um, to mm. to most restaurant patrons. 
I think most people, again, are are aware enough that they know they shouldn't stand on the furniture. And, and you know, I'm getting flashbacks of Rick James on, on Eddie Murphy's couch. You know, so they, they know they shouldn't stand on the furniture. And they also know that when they are in yeah. couch home or establishment, that if that resident asks them to stop a certain behavior, they should stop it. Probably we all have friends who we have had to request a change in their behavior when they were in our home. And people know that you can't just do whatever you want in other people's establishments. And so the reason this is so sensational is because of how off the wall it really is. Yeah, it doesn't happen normally. It's not a common thing. They're unique. These people are unique in their behavior. So I've been to ratchet spots in the hood, in many hoods. You know, these to be some of the livest spots where people knew better than to get on the furniture. You know, so it's just extreme behavior. It's extreme behavior. And then I want to tie in then, I would agree with you, Dark Blonde, and weigh in here for this question, Helbra, if you so choose. And thank you for bringing this hot topic to the studio. It's been a great discussion. But as we wrap up, controversially, I ask, what if he brought, Mr. Kelly brought his frat brothers in to do a step show? Would that be appropriate? Or would that be considered, in a sense, inappropriate? Thoughts from the panel. We'll start with you, Helbra. Well, you know, it's always hard to debate a point using hypotheticals. But yeah, I believe it would have been inappropriate because it would have, if me. They're first, not on the table. They're not on the table. They're just stepping no, on the table. But floor. if, if mm-hmm. I'm at your restaurant and I'm eating and <laughs> your brothers are up uh, barking like a dog and clapping their hands and slapping their candy canes on the, t- I'm going to be disturbed. So you could be entertained. <laughs> so I I wouldn't like that. I would feel that's just as inappropriate. But to his credit, you know, that hasn't happened, at least not that we've heard of. So understood. Well, I threw that out there because I think the debate and thanks for weighing in, Helper. I think the debate here could be the interpretation of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate when it comes to air quotes entertainment. And we could go down the list of things. We could start with the music. Was the music appropriate? Was the dancing appropriate? Having a step show, would that have been appropriate? But I think what we all agree with is what's not appropriate is defying authority when you're asked to stop doing something that's for whatever reason, doesn't matter why, but if the, if the owner says, I don't like it, and you refuse it, we, we all agree that that's wrong. And we all agree that stepping on furniture and doing whatever else that you wouldn't want someone doing in your home is not appropriate as well. So what's next in the 30-second wrap-up here? What's next for Mr. Kelly? And by that, I mean, what do you anticipate? I know uh, Helper just shared, you know, hypotheticals that can be tricky, but let's just put on our thinking caps for a minute. What's next for Mr. Kelly? Will his restaurant continue to gain the business that he aspired to gain and doing all his necessary steps, the due diligence as as Dark One shared, purchasing a building, getting licenses and all the heavy legwork that you can imagine goes into launching a business? Does he have a black eye now? Is there egg on his face after that viral video? Or does he end up getting a following of people who say, you know what, you're darn right. You stood up for what was right. We're going to come back and patronize. Talk to me. We'll start with you, T-Off. If I was still in Dallas, I would patronize him, coronavirus notwithstanding. Because, again, that is his establishment and his intention is to create a specific atmosphere. And if he has patrons in his restaurant that are creating an environment that he doesn't want in his restaurant, you know, a private business, they have the right to do whatever they want. 
they have a right to run their business however they want. And I do think, you know, some people are going to say, oh, I'm not going to eat there anymore. But I do do think it's a generational thing that perhaps his establishment is for an an older crowd. I mean, the younger crowd who, you know, wants to turn up after seeing that may decide, okay, I don't want to eat there. But the older crowd or more mature crowd who wants a nice quiet dinner in a nice establishment, they're going to continue to receive. Talk to us, uh, Dark One. Thanks for that, T-Off. What's next for Mr. Kelly in your in your wrap-up, 30 seconds or less? Yeah, judging by what he wrote, I think his next step is to put up a sign that says, no twerking or standing on the furniture. <laughs> um, I, because I think as a business owner, you know, no matter how much you prepare for business, you're always going to encounter things that you didn't plan for. And this is one of those things. And so good business owners adapt and say, okay, well, I'll just make it clear that you can't do this in here. So it'll never happen again. Yeah. So I think he'll probably take some steps to inform patrons as they're coming in via sign or something that this is not that sort of place. Understood. And I think he will continue to get patronage because it seemed like he had a good amount of people in there at the time. And most people expect to have a, a somewhat calm, civil experience when they go to restaurants. They don't expect that you're able to stand on the furniture and dance. So it's it's not an aberration for most people that he refused to allow that to happen in his place of business. Exactly. One could argue there may have been more customers disappointed had he allowed it to happen. So round us out, Helbra. What's next for Mr. Kelly? Yeah, I think and I hope that he continues to do well with his restaurant. At the same time, I think he'll uh, revisit his relationship with his community and, you know, hopefully discussions like the one we just had will, you know, spark the conversation about the relationship that we as Black people have with each other. Absolutely. Well, panelists, as always, you guys bring the heat. This has been a great discussion. If you're listening and you have thoughts that are in keeping with ours or you have something that we didn't address, uh, please drop us a note. We can continue this conversation. I mean, there's there's so many layers to this. You're talking about a, a relatively young entrepreneur. Are there Was there some form of disrespect because some people were jealous and thought, we're just going to disrespect this restaurant. Was there a sense of, we're so thankful that there's a restaurant here for us, by us, that we can enjoy that maybe we got a little too jazzed and lost our scruples. And then, of course, the notion of, as Helper ended, which was a great place to end, how does he repair, if he even feels so compelled to, any broken ties or essentially people who are feeling like they're not going to patronize him. One of the tweets that Helbert shared with us was specifically saying, I will not return to this restaurant. And Dark Juan mentioned reading a very detailed response that Tioff shared with us from Mr. Kelly, where he felt inclined to explain some of the backlash that he's getting. So let's hear from you, our esteemed listeners of the Tangent Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you and have a great evening.